Hi, everybody, and welcome to another bonus episode of the B-Roll Podcast. We are the Sci-Fi Wise Guys. My name is Anthony. And my name is Chris. Hey, Chris. How are you doing? I'm all right, man. It's yeah? Thursday, and that it means... It is Thursday. Bam, 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 bam. Bonus episode. Woo! Yeah, yeah. Lower Decks episode eight. Veritas. So how you doing, buddy? I'm I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. I've had a great day. I've had a great day. Excellent. I'm glad that you had a great day. Yeah, yeah. Good, good Thursday. Get to watch some new Star Trek. Look forward to it. Do look forward to it. This is a sad day. How is it a sad day? Because that means there's only two more episodes left after this one. That is true. There are so. continuously one less episode. <laughs> one less episodes? I don't know. That's doesn't feel right uh, on I the list they, they become fewer and fewer in between less maybe? yeah fewer and fewer yeah 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 less less accessible less ex- no they're just as accessible less le- less less accessible less accessible i'm gonna i'm gonna stop yeah i don't know i'm leaving that all in uncut <laughs> <laughs> uh lower decks episode eight veritas uh before we talk about that i i had like before we dive into this particular episode, I had a couple of, what do you call it? Cleanup? Housekeeping? I, yeah, I had some housekeeping. Thank you. I had some housekeeping. So mm. you asked, in the last episode, you asked about the three-armed alien. Okay. I looked into it. There was a three-armed alien that, on, on the animated series, or in the animated series, that oh. replaced Chekhov. Apparently Chekhov wasn't in the animated series. Uh, tip of my hand, I've never seen the animated series sorry i think i knew that i think i knew that he wasn't in the animated series but i've never watched an episode of the animated series gotcha so gotcha no so he was the i guess i don't know what Chekhov did was he is he the weapons officer what is he i he was kind of like ops slash ops yeah navigation slash engineering slash because he did everything it was a little russian that could i remember specifically there'd be episodes when kirk would say Take us to warp, and then Chekhov would say, aye, aye. <laughs> yeah, so. just some inconsistency there. But yeah, he's ops. That makes sense. That makes the most sense. Is it an inconsistency, or is it like Sulu and Chekhov being like, like before Kirk shows up for duty? You know, it's like, oh, four fifty-five, and they're just sitting, like, sitting there drinking their coffee and like, hey, man, do you want to be the navigator today? You just want to switch seats? I'll, I'll be ops. <laughs> Do we have to move? Nah. Nah, nah, nah. These <laughs> the controls are the exact same. same. <laughs> you just log into them. Yeah, so no. Uh, so he is an Edosian. Oh. Is the is the okay. term. They're from Edonia or something like that. Okay. I didn't go off memory on that one. But yeah, so there, so that is an established character. That was actually a reference that we completely missed. Cool. Yeah. Well, the fact that neither of us have uh, seen it. Well, they've been, I guess they're they're making a lot of, I mean, it makes sense. This is animated, so they'd want to bring a lot of references to the other animated show. Um, Plus it's, I want to say that there's a lot of really, really deep cuts you can make with the animated series, because I think it's probably the least viewed show out of the pantology, anthology. You're also, you're also able to make like, oh, you're talking about like deep cuts to the animated, Mm. like the original animated. Okay. I thought you were saying that they would, they'd be able to make deep cuts on this animated show. No, no, no. I'm saying like. References gotcha. to the animated series are going to be more yeah. obscure and therefore sure. have a bigger payoff with the people that get them, which unfortunately right. this time wasn't us. <laughs> so, well, can't win them all. No, no. So. I mean, I, I absolutely can and I'm working on it. How dare you? <laughs> well, you've already lost. 
Okay, we're moving on. Uh, <laughs> we're moving. We're, we're moving? moving forward. We're moving. Second bit of a little housekeeping, just talking about Lower Decks in general. Uh, okay. Have you looked at its IMDb rating? It has gone up. It has gone up. Solid 6.0. I, I have noticed, yes. Yeah. I... Uh, I knew it was moving up, right? It was a 5.4 or 5.2 at one point, and then a 4. I remember seeing a 5.6 or 7. But this week, jumping up to that 6.0. Veritas, the episode itself, is sitting at an 8.4. With 36 ratings, yeah. 36 ratings. Let me refresh. My screen had a different number. <laughs> yeah. I pulled it up I a few we... hours ago, which is still too little to really know. I, I think we talked about it in the second episode, where we both we both mentioned that... We, we were pretty sure that the the rating was going to go up the further into the show. I mean, it's easy for us to say that in hindsight, but I, I, I'm pretty sure that we had our reservations with the first one. And then we watched the second one. I think we both agreed that if the episodes would if the episodes would get better, that the rating would get better. Oh, yeah. And, and I think did. we were proven right. Yeah. Yeah. So there's just I wanted to point those out. That's not really particular. I guess that last bit is particular to this episode. Uh, but and just in general, lower decks. Very, very cool. Yeah. Very, very cool. Good job, Mike. Yeah. Good job, Mike. Yeah, pulling it off, pulling it off. So do you want to <laughs> read the blurb for this episode? I will blurb. Mariner tries to impress her best. Oh, just kidding. That's last episode. No. Uh, Veritas, Mariner, Boimler, Tindy, and Rutherford are caught off guard when aliens force them to testify about a series of seemingly unrelated events. Yeah. I thought this was going to be a clip show. <laughs> I mean, it technically it was. It kind of is. <laughs> but it's it's kind of a clip show. But it, it's all events we haven't seen before. So it's kind of not a clip show. Well, it's not your typical, you know, sure. television uh, clip show like they would do in a sitcom or in Stargate. Ugh, the worst. Speaking of clip, speaking of clip shows, yeah. um, I've, I, I think I mentioned last week that I, I started watching... The original series again yeah yeah you mentioned yeah that. i just watched the the first out of the two-part menagerie sequence and it, it came to my attention that i had apparently never ever seen the pilot for the original oh really like the series. original pilot with yeah the pike first and all that. with pike and um major barrett and spock wearing a turtleneck yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and him smiling is weird right <laughs> and uh, uh the menagerie is a clip episode that's that's the only reason why i brought it up ah i gotcha <laughs> <laughs> that's all gotcha gotcha all right man so uh, opening thoughts how did you feel about this episode uh i think last episode we talked about how that they they, they were finally like because in the original i guess trailer for lower decks they they showed a sequence from this episode right, right. and i think we everyone assumed that it was going to be a klingon trial right because that's the most common alien trial well, and it looks almost exactly like the oh, courtroom. Absolutely, which from leads to a the lot of the, country. the. I mean, the twist yeah. right at the end that, that leads right into yeah. it. I mean, Kurtwood Smith. I think he's the voice of Clar. He is. And I don't know. Do you know who Kurtwood Smith is? He plays a lot of different characters. Well, he's Red Foreman from that '70s show, but specifically in the Star Trek world, he was the president of the United Federation of Planets. Mm. in star trek six. Oh, that was the same guy huh i did not know that yeah I did not know that yeah the guy that guy was also red foreman and he was also uh clarence bodiger from robocop so i knew kurtwood smith <laughs> man what an imdb page jeez oh man I'm, I'm going through it right now it is just man props 
Props to you, Kurtwood. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I really liked this episode. I think it might have overtaken as my favorite episode. Yeah, easy. So It could easily do that. I will say that I think it is my favorite episode. Okay. Yeah, there was a lot of stuff that I really enjoyed. The different sequences, you know, obviously, because I don't know if they're technically flashbacks or they're memories. I I do enjoy Samanthan Rutherford. I thought that was really good. Yes. That's just a male version of Samantha, right? That's what we're doing. I think so. I I mean, oh, it's just one of those weird future things with like Bradward. (laughs) They all have stupid first names. Yeah. So, yeah. Beckett. Beckett's pretty dumb. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to have two last names. (laughs) So... In the Tendi memory sequence, <laughs> there was there was uh, Jack Ransom, obviously, and there was an Andorian and another human male. But was the third person a Klingon? Because all I saw was the wrinkly brow. I didn't see any ridges. Oh, I didn't think so. But he, it, but he had like looked, horizontal lines on his did forehead. He? I didn't even yeah didn't even notice that. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure. I don't know. I will take a screenshot of it right now. But yeah, no, I definitely, I definitely enjoyed the episode. I thought it was really fun. The the whole turning everything on. Oh no, he is not a Klingon. Or if he is a Klingon, he's a bald Klingon with no ridges. He just has yeah. lots of horizontal lines on his head. Yeah, it's just he's just a bald. I thought it was human. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's. I really like the episode. I like the twist. Yeah, that's what I got. Well, I mean, at that point, I think the looking back at it, I think the twist is the only way out of that situation. <laughs> <laughs> oh it's great so the opening sequence is just starts in media res it starts the story we're in the middle of the story kind of gets us going which i really really liked the cold open that way him correcting uh, rutherford correcting boimler about it not being a, a prison but a dungeon <laughs> boimler asking like yelling can someone give us some context here <laughs> and attendee being worried about uh she's i've been replicating a lot of ice like a lot of like ice. A lot of ice. <laughs> <laughs> Which I, I I know there's not going to be any payoff there, but I wouldn't mind a flashback in a later episode, maybe even another season or two with her and just buckets of ice for no reason. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. I've actually, I, I, I'm going to make a meme about that, but, uh, but go ahead. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> uh, so and that, that leads me to a question I have about Tendi. But before I get to that, I guess, and in general, like I said, I love this episode. I think it's my new favorite episode. Trial episodes are kind of a staple. They're in your, your top five best types of Star Trek episodes. We get, I we might get more references per minute in this episode than any other. And and just to just to really nail down, just for everyone at home listening, to really nail down how good this episode is, Christopher, a minute or three or how many ever ago said that this might be his favorite episode, which means it's in at least his top two. And this episode has Q in it. <laughs> it does have Q. Luckily he's not in it for very no, long. No, and he's not a plot point. So. He's a joke, but <laughs> it's a, it's an episode with Q in it with John Delancey reprising his role. And Chris still thinks it's one of the best episodes. So that is, if you've been listening to all our bonus episodes, you know that that is a stamp of approval right there. That means something. <laughs> that absolutely means something. No, fantastic episode. Loved it. It's great. So many jokes. So with Tendi, how is she confused? Like, so is there more than one Starfleet Academy? Like, 
I don't think so. Are there, there's not like, you know how like in, in, in America, like even just in Texas, you got like the University of Texas, Arlington, University of Texas, Permian Basin, University of Texas, El Paso. So there's not like right. a, a different Starfleet Academy. There's not one uh, in, in Andorian space or in Vulcan space, which I guess that would make sense why there wouldn't be one there. But Tellarites don't have a satellite campus. No, I don't think so. So how is how is she confused by some human customs or is it is is the na- naivety just coming across and I'm taking it as confusion? I have the same question about the Andorian from Andorian, Andorian, whatever, from First Frontier, which that episode will, uh, our review of that will, will air next week. But there's a scene where the chief security officer is kind of asking her for, if she wants to go get a drink. And she's like, well, why, why do, do I need to get a drink? Do you not think we have beverages in my planet? And I thought she was, pl- like she was actually naive or just not, not naive, but generally o- oblivious to what was happening. But thinking back at it, she had to have gone through the academy so she's got to understand basic. There's no way that she went through how many every years of Starfleet Academy and didn't get hit on the entire time. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm right. sorry. That's what early 20 year old, like early 20 somethings do is flirt. That's what humans right. do is flirt. Right. Anyway, so I'm changing my answer on that, even though we haven't released that episode yet. Uh, all right. Hey, so another question for you. Okay. So I watched this with subtitles. The uh, okay, the sec- I, I watch I always watch the episodes a couple of times. I watch it once just because I want to see it, and I watch it again usually later in the day uh, just to make it a little bit more fresh. I might take some notes at the second time around uh, for the for the podcast. So the second time around, I play I turn on the the uh, uh, subtitles, and are there usually misspellings in the subtitles, or is it always really? Is it pretty bad? On is that is that just lower decks, or is that? All subtitles really? for all things have misspellings in them. But why? So I don't know. <laughs> I mean, for the same reason why I misspell things all the time when I'm typing. No, because but I'm able to go back and correct what I typed usually. Right. So there's right? two instances where I, that I caught it. There might be more of it. Uh, the bug alien says that this injustice will not stand. Like they drop the D. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, you know, it should have still. If they're using any modern software that has spell check it would have said oh you need to it would have grammar checked and said oh you need to capitalize this it's a name and they would have been like oh you're right that's actually a d there's supposed to be a d there and later rutherford said oh that's the ship from my story but there is no y at the end but there is the punctuation yeah 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 it's it's common okay across all across all media that that's kind of (laughs) that's that's upsetting i mean i get it for live television i'm not gonna i'm not gonna get upset about that but for this i mean they have the scripts can't they just copy I mean, and paste a lot of it? I don't, I don't I mean, know. I don't know, man. A, sp- uh, a spelling error led to one of the greatest mysteries in our podcast. Or, um, one of the greatest mysteries in our podcast's history. Wow. Oh, really? I think I said it right the first time. You it was did. just confusing in my mouth when I said it. Yeah, because we don't know if the paladin at Sung Hill oh. <laughs> is a person or a thing. We're going to find out soon, though. We're going to find out yeah. very soon, sir. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> what I was really interesting about this episode... For me, aside of the fact that it's it was very good, is how like almost annoying, the almost annoying strict adherence to the to Starfleet's code. Like, oh, we can't interfere with alien other aliens' customs, so we're gonna let you guys get boiled alive and eaten by eels. Yeah, well, yeah, but these <laughs> are we, our bridge crew, right? Yeah, 
Well, it's funny that like even the one I thought was competent shows a little incompetence this episode. <laughs> oh, who? Billups? No, 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 no. no. Uh, <laughs> uh, Doctor Perlasky. Oh yeah, Doctor. <laughs> she on. She ends up on a different California class ship, Captain. <laughs> Everyone's slowly being replaced and forgetting me. <laughs> oh no! Oh, uh, it happened, I. I know. That's what made it great. It's just it's a it's a huge reference, but also just she got on the wrong ship. Could you imagine if that whole time Beverly had just been on the wrong Galaxy class ship? I was freaking out. <laughs> oh man. Um, let's see. I am looking at Reddit's uh, Reddit's. Uh, I want to just go ahead and shout out the author of this post Antithesis It's not Antithesis Because I think he misspelled it Or he spelled it incorrectly intentionally Yeah he spelled Antithesis With a Y So fair enough Whatever it's a name it doesn't have to be Yeah yeah Pottery class is a reference to something that happens on the Enterprise D A whole lot Boimler's nomination for all-time biggest badass is Roga Danar, which I don't mm. think is an incorrect idea. I don't even... I, I haven't had time to look up who that is because I, I don't remember that character. Gotcha. He is played by a really interesting actor, Jeff McCarty? Jeff McCarthy? He's in a couple things. I want to say he was in ha- Happy Gilmore, but I'm probably wrong when I say that out loud. He's in Cliffhanger, RoboCop 2. He's been in a lot of... He's been in movies. Yeah, uh, let's okay. see. He's IMDb. Yeah, he's just been in a lot of TV. All My Children. Stuff like that. Anyways. Oh, he was actually on an episode of Voyager. Neat. As Rogo Danar? Or no? no, 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 no. Well, that's unfortunate. It is. Oh, I, I recognize him. Yeah, no, he... Like... So this guy, Rogo Danar... Um, he does have great to, hair. Boimler is right. He, he Wait, outsmarts. do they have the same haircut? Maybe no, they don't. They don't. Sorry. <laughs> no, he outsmarts literally every single person on the Enterprise. Everybody, like Data, Picard. He outmuscles Worf. So nice. That's that's the sign that you're strong, right there. That is. Yeah. <laughs> there's Worf strength. There's greater than Worf, less than Worf. Those are the three grades of strength in Star Trek. Yeah. There was a con reference. <laughs> the only thing you do on Earth is hang out at vineyards and soul food restaurants. <laughs> that's pretty fun. Yeah. Oh, it's um, great though. Oh, oh, I, I can't believe I didn't mention this before, but the crazy the crazy Ivan. Yeah. Literally the crazy Ivan. Yeah. <laughs> I mean it's a uh, yeah. it's a well known it's not well known. But it's from uh, what is it, the hunt for Red October? Oh yes, yes. Well I think it's just I thought it was Hunt for Red October, but apparently it might actually be The Hunt. That's yeah, The Hunt. October. I'm looking at the book right now. Okay. Oh, no. I, I know what I'm getting wrong. I always thought it was The Hunt for the Red October, mm. but it's not. No, no, no. There's no The. There's no second The. the. Right, right, right. The, 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 the. Okay. A couple of my favorite things happened. So there's a joke about how they only had the room for 22 minutes. And that joke is spoken right at the 22 minute mark. I did. I did notice that. Like yeah. I paused it and was like, oh, yep. Yep. <laughs> Technically I paused it at 22, 19, but I had to like find my, my remote <laughs> and all that to pause it. So I was like, yep. Okay. Okay. And the time for me to go, wait a minute. That, I don't know. That's not a Star Trek joke. That's just a really good joke. I really, really I liked it. I think that's what we would call 
meta. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's meta. I guess that's meta. I also liked that the Kutovian, whatever the aliens were that had them, they weren't they weren't Kutovans. How are you pronounce it? Because I don't think I ever say the name. They just put it on the screen. They weren't Olean. They weren't Kutovanites or whatever. They because the planet is Kutovan Prime, and they call themselves Primes, which doesn't yeah. make any sense. And I love it. <laughs> doesn't make doesn't make any sense at all. Well, I mean, I I guess the planet isn't Kutovan. The planet's Kutovan Prime, so maybe there's a Kutovan Two. Well, it's just like on calling, that planet they call themselves twos. Maybe I always thought of the, calling it Prime was kind of like calling Earth Soul Prime, mm. right? Oh, that's the way I always thought of it. And maybe maybe I've been wrong. I don't think I have been. I think they're just making a really good joke there. My fellow okay. primes. <laughs> uh, I liked. Oh, it's great. Uh, I, I enjoyed the Andorian guy freaking out with the with the warbirds scanning him. <laughs> and all the uh, new, the new warbirds keep showing up. There's uh, more. No. <laughs> but yeah, do you want to do a little plotty plot breakdown? Oh I yeah, know I usually do. We that, were just but... kind of going through our stuff. I mean, I can try. I'm not. I'm no Christopher. Yeah. Well, good. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, yeah. For uh, yeah, me so, and you. Thank yes, you. for everybody, <laughs> especially me. No, so I think I already mentioned the cold open. We start in media res. They're in a they're in, getting tossed into an alien prison on Katuvan. Is that how you pronounce it? Katuvan Prime. Or for our four main instance. Well, it's not a prison. It's a. It's oh, sorry. Site. It is a dungeon. Well, what we think is a dungeon. <laughs> they get risen up and in, in, like it, it's right out of Star Trek Six, man. Right? The, the elevator goes yeah. up. They're in a big yeah, yeah, room. Yeah. There's aliens everywhere. There's one that's obviously a judge. There's a prosecutor walking around them. Uh, all of the commanding officers are. Uh, or the bridge officers, whatever you want to call them, are suspended in a giant beam. So they're on trial. They're like, oh, and the guy's like, oh, you gotta, you gotta be witnesses. And they, they have a little infighting about, well, did what? I don't know what I witnessed. What am I supposed to be testifying like, about? How do I know if I witnessed something instead of just looking at it? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> which is a good question. Which is a good question. He hands them the horn of Candor, with which they're one of their most sacred horns. So when you speak into it, you must speak the truth. There's a Q joke right away, which I loved, where the bridge crew is taken and they have to play some sort of game against walking poker cards on a chessboard <laughs> with a sentient soccer ball. And they're dressed as giant chess pieces. Who knows? And he's in his full encounter at Farpoint. Get up. <laughs> that stupid outfit. He makes some good jokes. The main alien guy does. I'll get to those later. The rest of it's just clips. They have some clips showing that they don't know what's going on in the ship. They show that Rutherford, Samantha Rutherford, gives first testimony. Unfortunately, the day they want him to testify about, the first thing he remembers is Shax and Billups run up to him and make him download an update to his cybernetic implant so that he can help them on this mission. But the cybernetic implant keeps rebooting him. Every time it installs updates and he blacks out <laughs> and then he wakes up somewhere else. I think he ends up stealing a bird of prey. He ends up doing the Yohora fan dance or trying to anyways. <laughs> the Starfleet guard that he's distracting. It's like, you're distracting me. distracting me. Stop it. I want the regular fan dance. <laughs> what are you doing down there, son? My best. Uh, 
Fantastic, fantastic. Uh, he ends up at a Gorn wedding. Uh, some different things. I think you... Uh, I skipped Mariner, I, to be that, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah well, like yeah, I said, I'm yeah. no Christopher. <laughs> <laughs> me. So, and I actually really like this, this scene. So they ask Mariner about whatever star date, point four. He gets all ominous with the point four, point one, whatever it is. They're repairing a shuttlecraft, the four of them are. And they're arguing, that's when they're arguing about who's the biggest badass. Uh, Tendi says she should pause the conversation because she needs to use the restroom, but she wants to talk about Khan's thick, thick chest, which is, which is great. And in the subtitles, it's spelled with two C's. (laughs) Oh no. Uh, Boimler has his, uh, flap open this, in this scene working. He's gotten a little bit more lax with it. It's interesting. Apparently Rutherford had turned messed with the red alert speakers, turning them up so that they would absolutely 100% hear them if they went off. Uh, but that's not actually what happens. The rest of the ship is on red alert and they didn't know. So Mariner and Boimler are on bridge duty, but they're not on the bridge. So they sneak up on the bridge. Uh, there's some back and forth of the bug aliens who take gratitude as a great giant insult. And that's, that's when Boimler suggests they do the crazy Ivan and everyone <laughs> What are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> You're just embarrassing yourself. Uh, but they've gotten some sort of map of the neutral zone. The alien really wants to know about this map, and Mariner's like, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. We don't live, work on a spaceship, dude. We don't have maps. We have stellar cartography. <laughs> That's the scene's still dumb. I don't care. <laughs> no, you're not gonna get argument from me, dude. I know. I know. <laughs> it was really cool to look at. Kind of pointless. I think that was yeah. It, yeah. <sighs> yeah. Then Rutherford gives his his testimony, and then Tindy gives hers, and it is the greatest sequence of events. <laughs> it's the best testimony. For one, we get to see Mariner sulk about not being able to clean the conference room, which, <laughs> which now that I'm thinking about it, that felt like, oh, maybe that's just a little bit more in her character, but I think maybe, because Tindy didn't hear her say that, so if Tindy's giving testimony, she's just assuming that Mariner is sulking about not being able to to clean it you know it's just gonna be a bunch of cat fur on the chairs don't you yeah it's great while she's in there cleaning the conference room ransom walks in with the three aforementioned (laughs) special ops guys i guess special operators they all have black bars over their eyes everything they they're making plans to do something they i guess think that tindy's in on it uh, because she's the cleaner she's like yep i'm the cleaner not the same cleaner so she gets taken on some sort of black ops mission where they go to Romulan High Council and steal a casket full of something. We don't know what it is. Uh, she actually fights a bunch of Romulan guards and beats them all off really, really well. It's very, very interesting. And I also wonder if she's exaggerating that in any way. <laughs> so this sequence has these the best jokes. Uh, they're going to go into the neutrals bleep own. <laughs> they keep the, redacting the words. The, yeah. Lens. <laughs> the Rom bleep Yulin I cancel. <laughs> At one point, one of the characters says something, and the subtitles give his name as redacted in big letters. <laughs> oh, it's great. Oh, it's fantastic. Uh, and, oh, and Tindy, like, toe in the line the guy's like are you telling me you'd rather you'd risk death by eels to not and to leave out parts of the truth and she was yes that's correct like very straightforward it's like oh wow (laughs) she just got hardcore love it love it 
And then she goes back. She immediately goes back to cleaning the conference room. Ooh, this is where Billups sits. I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, so all that happens. They get He gets angry at her too. So she's also, so Mariner, Rutherford, and Tindy are dunked into a tank full of eels where they're going to get eaten alive. Death by eel, which is a horrible way to die. Ugh, 100% horrible. Uh, Boimler makes a big Starfleet speech, like the big Starfleet speech that you get in any good episode of Star Trek, you know, trying to defend everybody. And it comes out that they're not on trial. They're supposed to be giving testimony about how great their bridge crew is for some sort of award ceremony party because this is the guy that was actually in the casket. He got kidnapped by Romulans and they <laughs> freed him. And, well, you have our, our, our bridge crew up in the beam and it's an honor to be in this beam. <laughs> Shut up, Billups. Ugh. It was too much. It was too much. Uh, and that's when we and that's when we get our joke about 22 minutes because they only had the celebration silo or party silo reserved for 22 minutes. I don't I don't know why like 22. Well, I do because of the joke for the episode, but that was fantastic. And then the lower decks crew gets, you know, the sorry, the bridge crew tells the lower decks team that uh, they'll try to be more transparent what's going on in the ship. So they ask a bunch of questions about what had just happened. Don't get any answers. They're walking <laughs> dejected down the hallway. Q shows up to, to try to challenge them. And Mariner flips them off and just walks away. Like, I'm not dealing with this today, Q. This is great. And I think that, yeah. that does it. How did I do? How was my first plot breakdown? So I thought it was pretty good, man. Probably a few more ums, a few more e's. Probably would have done just fine. <laughs> Are you saying I, sh- I needed more of them to be more like you? <laughs> I, that is the sign of someone who has no script. <laughs> that's that's fair. That's fair. That's all. <laughs> uh, let's see. One big non-Star Trek reference in this episode. When they're in the Vulcan Museum and they are going to steal the bird of prey, the monolith from 2001 is in, in the wide shot. I did see that. There's a bunch of other <laughs> ships... I like, kind of half recognized. I'm sure there's an official list somewhere, but I was like, oh, the model, the monolith. Interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. Absolutely. Was... 100%. Just a reference. I'm sure. I I think there was also, I'm, I'm looking at the references, the canon references post. And I, I did think I saw a Jim Hadar ship. So if someone else confirmed that it was a Jim Hadar ship, I guess there actually was one. Oh, cool. Cool. And speaking of the, the museum. So is it, was it the was that the fan dance that Ahura was trying to do in the final frontier? I don't think she tried to do. I think she accomplished her fan dance. <laughs> if I recall correctly, wasn't that like Michelle Nichols like her dance? Like didn't she like invent that or make that up? Or I don't. Whatever? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> well, look, man, we don't need to get in an argument about Star Trek Five right now. I mean, there's, it's not an argument. <laughs> it is a horrible movie. It's, it's not what? great. Subpar. Okay. You're allowed to be wrong, uh, man. It has a coherent plot, or at least it tries to from beginning to end. Look, oh no, no, you're not going to distract me with this conversation again. I'm not getting, I, not getting You distracted in. yourself. No, you did this. <laughs> Don't <What>? you dare <laughs> try to victim blame me, Christopher. Don't you gaslight me. I, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Oh, man. There's a reference, Billups, when he was, he was low on oxygen. I think they call it nitrogen intoxication, something like that. Oh, like uh, Mark Twain's got a gun. Mark Twain's got a gun. <laughs> Tasha, no, there's a garbage bag behind you. Uh, one of the things that Rutherford's cybernetic implant re- goes to install and then reboots him for is Klingon fonts. 
Shaq's called him Baby Bear, which is a nice throwback reference. Yeah. No, I, I actually rewound it. Like, I went back, like, twice just to make sure I heard him actually say Baby Bear. <laughs> yeah, man, because Rutherford was part of the Bear Pack at one point, remember? Yeah. Yeah. He's a Baby Bear. I'm trying to remember if there was any other jokes that I missed that I really, really liked. Oh, uh, <laughs> Spock and Spock, when he's talking about, when he talks about the... Uh, the Vulcans that Rutherford nerve pinch. Nerve pinch. Yeah, yeah. Shax is like, we'll tell that to Spock and Spock over here. <laughs> Which is, it's a nice little joke about, you know, people who aren't Star Trek fans calling those aliens Spocks. <laughs> I think the last thing was Boimler saying Cap'n. Like, Cap'n. Make it happen, Cap'n. Yeah, but he says it like a loser. He's not saying Cap'n. <laughs> like, he's not saying something like, he, it's like he's trying slang, but he just can't do it. I don't know, man. This this episode was just nonstop. Like, like I said, the, the the cold open, it's another episode where the cold open goes right into the main plot, and then it just keeps going. Just keeps right. going. Yeah, no, I, I really like the episode. I mean, I said it before, and I'll say it again. <laughs> uh, That's what we do. I, we repeat our it, points it, to make a point. I mean, more, more than anything, besides just turning the idea of the typical Federation crew being on trial for whatever reason, I thought it was pretty great. I liked how they introduced a set of aliens that we had never really seen before. And it was super, it was super serious and everything's going one way. And I don't want to say like it goofified them. Mm. You know what I'm talking about? Where like you just make, you instantly make a group of people or a person like just an idiot. Right. Because I don't necessarily think that's what they did. I think they just normalized them in a way that I did not expect more so than just, Oh no, this was actually supposed to be a celebration. Like these, (laughs) this, there's a bunch of balloons. Yeah. (laughs) Like some guys there for his kid's birthday more than usual. I really enjoyed the idea of, uh, I really enjoyed their execution of turning the, the, the trope or the cliche on its head. I really did. I I really like quickly made the aliens, the one dimensional aliens, multidimensional very, very quickly. Yeah. So, No, yeah, I thought good. it was a great idea. Yeah, all right. Uh, any anything that I missed that you want to? I talked a whole lot. I really liked this episode. Uh, anything? No. Any highlights? Any lowlights? Anything you didn't like besides Q? No, no, Q's fine. When I say that I hate Q, what I don't like about Q is that it just—I've said it before—it just breaks the immersion for me. Like no. I'm when I'm watching Star Trek, I'm watching Star Trek because I want to see a Star Trek story. I don't necessarily want to see John Delancey teleporting around the room, having a bunch of different voices and then dressing up John Luke Picard, like Robin hood. Sure, 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 sure. Like, I think that you, I think that if you take out every episode of the original series where they come up against Apollo or another all knowing being, isn't there a cue in the original series? I don't think there actually is, but there's, there was a There's being enough. that got retro, I think, in, in in a novel got retconned as being like a cast out oh, cue. Okay. So there's, there's, there, it's not like the TNG invented it. They just put it all in this one, more or less, this one right. entity said, oh, well, yeah. well these, we keep coming, because in the original series, they come across these gods and they're stuck on these one planet, you know? And so they yeah. just kind of took it up a notch. So I get where it came from. I also un- completely understand your argument of it kind of breaks the sci-fi because it's like well they can do whatever it is yeah and i mean i'm not i'm not ignorant enough to like say well there's no possible way that blah 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 could be like that like and it's that's not it i'm all for like i think the best way that that story has been told was that one episode of tng where they go to that planet that's been completely 
it's been like scorched of all life except there's a tiny little plot of land where a dude and his wife live and as it turns out that guy can manipulate reality i think that's the best way that story's been told in my opinion yeah 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 understood understood not because i'm not arguing i just i also don't think they overused q i think what he gets one one or two episodes a season i think so it's not like uh, he's being overdone no i i agree like i said i i like john delancey oh, i yeah. like oh john delancey i, I like, wasn't arguing about that because that's not I like an argument you like i i do like q the idea i don't necessarily i think i've like the more i've thought about it and the more we've talked about it i think i just don't like q the exit like how they execute the way q works okay no that's fair like if that makes any sense yeah so. yeah it does it does well, this has been one more bonus episode of the B-Roll Podcast. Just two more episodes to go in this season, uh, this first season of Star Trek Lower Decks. Very much looking forward to them. Very, very much looking forward to them. I want to see if how they end it, if they do end it. Are we going to get a cliffhanger? I don't know. Isn't that the typical Star Trek thing to do? A little bit of a cliffhanger? Um, I think at the end of the first season, they didn't do a cliffhanger and tng but i maybe, can be wrong maybe so I it's mean, not maybe not all the time absolutely wrong you you yeah. usually are but fair enough we've been the sci-fi wise guys my name's anthony the guy in the back who's wrong all the time is chris yeah if you liked what you heard which we understand if you do let us know you can shoot us an email at sci-fi wise guys gmail.com let us know how we're doing give us suggestions ideas for an episode of maybe our main line on Mondays, we post movies, and on Thursdays, we post really anything else. Television shows, web television shows, YouTube originals, YouTube shorts, fan films, anything really straight to stream or straight to not the theater. Yeah, as long as it's science fiction or science fiction adjacent, it's fair yeah. game. And if we haven't seen it, I think maybe if enough people asked us to to watch a movie that we have already seen, I think we'd be willing to do it, but... The demand isn't there. And no. Frankly, if, if you guys don't tell me, I'm not going to do it. Also, you can hit us up on several social media platforms, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, we are B underscore Roll Podcast on Twitter. We are the Sci-Fi Wise Guys on Instagram. And you can join the B Roll Podcast group on Facebook. If you are if you were born any year before 1995, you can join us on Facebook. If you really enjoyed what you heard and don't mind letting go of some of your dollars, you can find us on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash B underscore roll. Anytime you become a patron, you get access to exclusive content that no one else gets to hear behind the scenes. Uh, you can also get episodes early, participate in special patron polls, things like that. And uh, if you can't become patrons, because 2020 is a rough year, I'm sure a lot of people have lost their jobs and can't afford to spend any extra money, you know, share us. Go to your favorite podcasting platform, review us, five stars, five stars, on iTunes if possible. The higher the, or the, the more reviews we get, the higher up on the charts we go, more people can listen to it. And it just becomes a never-ending cycle of me begging you to review our dang show. He's on his knees right also, now. Also, yeah. <laughs> and not because I'm begging, it's just because it's the most comfortable sitting position for me. That's a lie. That's extremely uncomfortable. Share us with your friends. Share, Share us with, with your, your enemies. enemies. Yes. Yeah. Because they deserve it. <laughs> you got anything else for me, my dude? Not at all. All right. Well, I want to thank everyone for listening. Stay healthy. Stay hydrated. And remember that you are loved by the hosts in the community of this podcast. Stay safe. Thanks, guys. Bye.
can we spill the beans for just a second with the listeners instead of just calling it a bonus episodes when we were just trying to figure out a name for these episodes and we uh, how close were we with upper decker oh like how close were we with upper decks <laughs> uh, very close <laughs> very very close i think i ignored that i in the end i ignored the suggestion because i i wanted <laughs> i wanted to be taken slightly more seriously <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, I mean, you know, but yes, thanks for spilling those beans, so to speak. <laughs> oh, man. 